pimp, spicy, and sassy. I am sassy and sexy. My energy is magical and uplifting. Live, love, be sassy. Sassy AF affirmation cards. Scan and shop. Enter code 360 Wisdom for a discount at checkout. Follow Sassy Healthy Fit. Sassy You. Motivate, manifest, magnificent. Words are power. I am full of love and positivity. I am ready to shine because I am full of light. I create the energy I want to receive. I am a positive force in this world. I have the power to choose what I want. I am vibrant and full of light. I illuminate all my amazingness. Affirmations 101. Scan and shop. Use the coupon code 360WISDOM for a discount at checkout. And follow Hallie. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest today is Kelly Tenney calling in from Long Beach, California. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. We're excited to have you. We're excited to hear all about those words of wisdom that you're going to share today. But first off, Nicole is going to share a short bio and let the audience have a sneak peek of who Kelly is. Kelly is a lifelong learner, educator, and curriculum expert course strategist. Kelly has been teaching for over 20 years, empowering others through education. Her desire to empower even more led to the start of Kelly's company, Teach Your Brilliance. She offers curriculum creation and course strategy services to creators, influence, and experts who are looking to grow their impact create lifelong clients, and generate infinite streams of income. Welcome to the show, Kelly. Thank you. Wow. Speak your brilliance, teach your brilliance. What is your brilliance, right? Yes, which I believe everybody has. So that's the good news today. (laughs) That's great news. So, (laughs) So how do you do that with people? How do you find their brilliance? It's interesting because, you know, what I've, you know, my background's in in education. And one of the things that I've found is that, um, as I mentioned, everybody has their brilliance. Everybody has an area of expertise. Everybody has something to teach. It's really just a matter of pulling it out of them, right? And so, you know, one of the biggest things I think with, um, what I help bring to the table is helping my clients go through that process that allows them to not only understand that they have a brilliance, but to be able to grasp it and want to really um, get it out there so that they can empower others. So, you know, it's a really systematic thing, but just like, you know, all of you, you all have so many things that you could share. Sometimes it's just a matter of how do we put it into something that looks tangible and looks implementable? Oh, there we go. That makes sense. You know, so that brilliance, brilliance, that's a tongue twister. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's how we look at ourselves as an asset, right? 
-hmm. You know, when you start looking at, at what is it that makes you shine, makes you walk, makes you talk, makes you unique. Mm -hmm. So when you're working with a client that doesn't feel that they even have a brilliance about themselves, you know, how do you, how do you start digging that out? Are you like this architect that, or uh, archaeologist, I guess I should say, that just kind of like starts little by little brushing this away and brushing that away? How, how does that work? I love that you used archaeologists. I, I used to be a science teacher and earth science teachers at one point in my life. So that really resonates with me that, that you use that term. But, you know, I think you're, you're spot on with that. One of the things that I really start with is, um, you know, helping my clients recognize that they have something of value that other people can learn from. And so I always start with just their vision. You know, I always start with, hey, if there's anything that you've learned, anything that you've been trained in, any area of expertise that you think is especially of value to your community, speak to, what would it be? And we really kind of start crafting it from those, those big ideas. Um, you probably see a lot of times, you know, if you're active on social media, the people will post those questions like, what could you talk about nonstop without any preparation for 30 minutes? And that's kind of where you begin. You know, it's really just, if you could teach anybody anything, what would it be? And we really then kind of dissect it from there. And what many people find out is they don't just have one thing that they'd love to share with others. They actually have many things uh, that they would love to share with others. And so from them, it's just from there, it's really just getting very specific around who is your audience? Who are you called to teach or to speak to? And, you know, what is that transformation that you want to give to your community? You know, so when, when you're in that um, process, you know, and, and thank you for sharing what you did. It kind of triggered some other things for me. It, it's like not knowing that they had these other things that they really love talking about. Does that kind of like peel back time, you know, to get into the depths of maybe who their real true self is and what their um, beliefs maybe are, you know, things that help to get them excited and, and maybe even had buried um old things that they wanted to be or wanted to do like you know uncovering like being an artist or being a singer or being a dancer or whatever the case may be so have you discovered that some of this begins to bring out what you were going to be when you grew up you know that's such a that's such a good question because a lot of times the the people that come to me are people who have some kind of idea that they, of what they want to teach, right? Very often I get people who are like, I'm an expert in this area and I can teach people X, Y, and Z. And, you know, what, what we find through the process and something that I really love to speak to, which I think maybe is different than a lot of other course creators, is that our stories are so much a part of what we can teach. And, you know, if, if you think about, um, I don't know, if you think about someone who teaches about how to start a podcast, right? 
there's, there are certain ways, you know, there are certain things that everybody will probably talk about when it comes to starting a podcast, but it's every person's individual passion and past experience and, you know, life story that probably will really bring that side of them to that table. It's that, that human side of, of, you know, who you, who you are and, and why you teach what you do. And, and I do think that part of uncovering what your brilliance is and what it is that you can teach does bring up some of those things that maybe aren't tapped into as often. Um, maybe there's that childhood memory where you think like, oh, the light bulb goes on. That's why I love talking about this so much. Or that's when I learned this very important piece that I always speak about. And, you know, because of that, I, I often want to, I often empower others to tell their story, you know, and recognize that all of our stories, all of our life experiences lend to us being able to teach others certain lessons that we ourselves have learned. And, and I, I really find that sometimes teaching is a therapeutic process, you know, in addition to a process of just educating and empowering others, because I think that processing piece of like, oh, this is, you know, digging this up, and this is really where the heart and soul of where that comes from does get uncovered during the, the process of determining what, you know, what can be taught through a course. Yeah, I like how you said that, that it can be a, a healing process, mm -hmm. you know, for the person that's doing the speaking, mm -hmm. you know, we bury so much because there's so much going on in the world, right? And, and a thought passes by, what do they say? You have like 60,000 thoughts, yeah. you know, every day it's like, Seriously? Yeah. No one of my brain's tired. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So when you, when you, you know, talk about that and you begin to create these courses and these conversations that you're having with yourself, you know, as you, as you speak to teach, because, you know, we're all teachers and we're all students mm -hmm. in every single conversation, just like the conversation that we're sharing here with the audience, you know, we learn so much from our guests and hopefully our audience is learning a lot from our guests as well, mm -hmm. you know, and, and for the guests to give us feedback and stuff that also gives us an opportunity to, to learn about them, yeah. you know, so when you're working in this course creators um, profession, I guess you'd call it, right, mm -hmm. you know, oh my gosh, you must learn so much, you know, when people start sharing different things. Like, oh, wow, I never thought about that. Oh, I could use that, you know. So in these conversations, I, I love it. I, I get so many emails. But, you know, some of them jump out at me and it's like I learn so much from reading content from other people's emails that say, you know what, that would fit really good over here and what I'm doing, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and to start getting different ideas from, you know, different people, different avenues, because there is so much information out there. And, mm -hmm. you know, we're inundated by Dr. Google, right? right. And, you know, and, and now with the way the internet is and all these summits, because you shared you were going to be doing a summit here, you know, conferences and everything that touches our lives for being 
online, for being live, for being in podcasts and shows and summits and conferences and Zooms and heaven knows what else, right? Mm -hmm. The exposure has broadened. So when you're talking about these course creations and this creative, you know, avenue of what you're doing to help people speak their truth, get their stories out there, get their training out there and their healing to start taking place, you know, when, when you're putting that together, how does that look for someone that has never done anything like this before, you know, thought about it, but it's like, okay, what do we do and where do we go and how does this happen and why would this happen? You know, how, how does that look when you, because when you start piecing these things together, what my thought process is, and correct me if, if it's a way out in left field, is as I create this course, I begin to create a strategy and a system for my own personal healing. Yeah. And, you know, the key word here is system. I think the process is a very systematic process. I, I think, you know, like you mentioned, we're so inundated with our own experiences and exposure to the experiences around us and um, inf information that one of the biggest challenges is how can it all be systemized to create a course that others can go through and complete and learn from. And one of the things that I learned from my own background in education, which I bring to the table, is recognizing that the key is working backwards. So, you know, a lot of people, when they think about course creation, they kind of just, they'll go, they'll say, you know, what, what can I teach? And they'll just write it down in, you know, in steps. I could teach how to do X, Y, and Z. So they need to know step one, two, three, four, and five. But what I find to be most effective is when we work from the, the back and say, you know, what is it that you, you know, by the end of your course, what is the transformation that you would love to provide others? And they might say, you know, I want them to love themselves more. And I'll say, great, okay, so we're going to create a course on self-love. What are the things that you know need to happen in order for them to be able to love themselves more, right? And they'll say, well, there's five things that I teach in order to get. And then we kind of work backwards from there. We get the five things down. We get the details that go under those things. As you mentioned, then we take a look at how do they need to learn? Do they need, is, do they need processing time? Do they need a worksheet? Should there be some journaling prompts? But then we plug in all of those pieces that are going to really enhance the experience and the journey for the client as they go through the course. But you know, it, it's really about what do they, what do I want them to be able to do at the end that helps systematize then what is the information that needs to be provided so that that can happen? Well, that makes really, really good sense because again, like you say, because we are so inundated with everything, mm -hmm. it's how can that person help me? How can that course help me? How can this help me? Because it's all about them. It's not about you. It's about them, mm -hmm. right? And that's in that service too. And so it starting at that, here's your end result. And if you speak to their end result, regardless of what it is that you're doing, whether you're a coach, whether you're course creating, whether you're a speaker, you know, what, uh, you know, a healer, it's what is the outcome? that's going mm -hmm. to make me 
get the result I'm seeking for. So that's very, very great information. And I, I love how, you know, you kind of systematize that and put that in that chronological order because we do need that order in because mm-hmm. it's it's like going up a set of stairs. Right. Right. If you go, if you're if you're climbing these steps and all of a sudden there's three steps missing, it's like you're not going to get to the top, you know, and it's not about jumping over. It's about making sure that every step along the way is, is done in that chronological order. Because if you skip it, you're going to get knocked back down to finish that step anyway. Right. Oh my gosh. This has been so interesting, Kelly, in, in sharing this information, because everything that you shared here doesn't necessarily just fit in course creation. Mm -hmm. It fits into life creating. Right. And right. And personal development. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, Nicole's going to have some questions about how you reached this point in your life. So for now, we'll be back. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to 360 Wisdom Speaks. We've been talking to Kelly Tenney from Long Beach, California. And she has just shared some awesome stuff here today. And now Nicole is going to take over and she's going to ask some more questions so we get to know a little more about how Kelly got to where she is today. Nicole, it's all up to you. You know, Kelly, it's it's so great to hear you share your teaching and there's so much passion uh, with, you know, what you talk about. You're so grounded and so giving and so forthright with your journey and and your teaching, right? You know, how you teach it and your passion. You know, and I went to your website and you have a quote on here and it says, I'm always ready to learn, although I don't always like being taught. It's a quote you have there by Winston Churchill. Mm -hmm. And it's, we don't always wanna be taught. We don't always wanna share life's lessons. And we don't always want to express our emotions or go through that. And the teaching is our life and how we learn and how we grow and our emotions and how we express them. What is that journey for you to be, what was that soul's journey for you to become who Kelly is today and to share the lessons of not only school, but of life? You know, I think that's, it's such an interesting question. And, and I love that you ask that because as we said earlier, we're so inundated with information and the things that we're supposed to be doing. And I think that question is a question that we don't ask ourselves enough in terms of, you know, what is it that's a part of me that, you know, has led me to this today. We just get stuck in this rat race of like all the to-dos and checking off the boxes that, that, you know, that insight is, is not, it's not always there and it's so much needed. And, and for me, um, you know, my journey is such a huge part in not only the process that I take my clients through, but also the passion behind, you know, why I do what I do. And, you know, I, I was, um, raised in, uh, a very traditional um, conservative home. Uh, both of my parents were born in Asia. My mother was born in Japan. Uh, my father was born in Thailand. And in both of those cultures, education is the, the golden ticket, right? I mean, it's just so embedded in um, 
what makes a person successful and, you know, the, the key piece of, of what needs to happen. And, you know, interestingly enough, it's a privilege, you know, education is really a privilege in, in a lot of other countries. And so, you know, having parents who were raised that way, education was, was seen that way in, in my house. And it was, it was something that you didn't throw away. And it was something that you took very seriously. And because of that, you know, from, from the time I was probably entering the, the educational system in preschool or kindergarten, that value around education was always embedded in me. And so I grew up in a house where, you know, an A minus might as well have been an F. Um, it was, it was, I was always being pushed to do my best and, you know, my best in my house wasn't the best of my capability. The best was all about a score. It was all about a number. It was about the hundred percent. It was about the A and, um, you know, it wasn't always easy as a, as a child, although looking back, I, I respect and I, um, appreciate my parents being that way, but, but academics was, was something that was very stressful to me. And in, in my house, you know, anything other than that perfect score had consequences. And sometimes those consequences was emotional isolation. Sometimes those consequences came with disappointment, um, you know, feelings that maybe I, I wasn't smart enough or I wasn't good enough. And so what I had to do was I really had to figure out very early on what it took to be a successful student. And I, I became what I, I like to call a, a, a chameleon of a student. Um, and probably everybody can resonate with this. If you think back to your teachers, you know, whether it's elementary, high school, even college, everybody is teachers that teach in different ways. And so you might have one teacher who's like very hands-on, you might have another teacher who's that they talk and you have to listen and try to get as much as you can. You might have a third teacher who is heavy on reading, but I really had to learn how to mold uh, throughout my academic career with each teacher and really be able to pinpoint how, what I needed to do for myself in order to not only learn in that class, but more importantly to my family, how I could be successful. And, you know, that, that led me obviously through a lot of um, different strategies and really this also recognition that it was an ability, I believe. It was an ability that not all students have because if everybody had it, everybody would have been successful in school, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and our, some of us are successful in school and some of us are successful in life and some of us just aren't successful at all. Mm -hmm. um, but, it, but it's finding uh, that light within. And, and you have this beautiful quote on here. And I, I, love, I love your page. You're, you're so fun and, and sharing. Uh, there's, there's so much heartfelt in it. Um, and if you have knowledge, let others light their candle in it. Mm -hmm. and allowing someone's light to shine because you can take a candle into a room and just that one little beam of light can light the entire room it brings that ambient light and so that light shines upon us as healers 
as teachers, as mentors for others to, to share that life and to be part of that. And, and as a teacher, as a mentor, uh, the strength that you have is to, is, is to give to others, um, to, to give to, to um, the students, to let that light shine, you know, and, and, you know, sometimes people come and blow out our candles, mm -hmm. right? But it's, yeah. it's having those matches again, or that lighter and being able to turn that, that light back on, however it is to be found, you know, and in disclosure, I mean, for me, I was that student that dropped out. I was that student that hated school. I was that student that was allergic to going to school, you know, for, for a time in my life, I had that, that beautiful teachers, a science teacher that took us outside. He taught us how to use a computer, you know, back in the day where you had those big old hunking computers with a green screen and he invariably had Pong sooner or later on that. We were in Silicon Valley when that came out. But, you know, having teachers that took us outside, having teachers that opened our mind, having teachers that were there and had fun and shared life and learning. But in high school, I found that that was no longer relevant. There, there was no relevancy. It was just the format of getting through life, getting through the day. Mm -hmm. And if I could do woodshop all day long, I would have loved it. But then having to grow up, but I did not have the, those boundaries. I did not have that discipline. And I, I learned that becoming a juvenile institutional officer and with kids in, in juvenile hall. And sharing with them the importance of being that light, having that space for them, and teaching them, you know, life's lessons and being a teacher in that format and, and being able to be the light or the disciplinarian if they need it or nourish their souls. And that's that's what we do here at 360 is to bring teachers, bring healers, bring mentors together to collaborate in the world to share our life and and to share that you know not not everybody not every lesson um, that someone wants to share is always relevant to mm -hmm. all of us and so that's why when the student is ready the teacher appears and we're ready to have those life lessons but you share you know on a lighter note you share such fun and you have this happiness and you have this joy in many of your pictures and this passion that you speak on and the beauty of, of that is that people will want to come to you and people will want to reach out to you and to share that. And you have this emotional part of you that is so open. And you talk about having a structured life. How did you come upon this part of your life and your journey to be that balance and be open and be the light for others? Um, you know, one of the things that I did after college is I, I, I'd like to say I stumbled into teaching and, you know, I have an 11 year old daughter and she's always like, mommy, did you want to be a teacher from, you know, when you were my age? And she's been asking me that question <laughs> since she was like four. And I'm like, honestly, no, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't what I was studying in college and circumstances. I mean, nothing's uh, nothing's by chance, right? But um, circumstances led me to taking a, a place in a, in a middle school classroom, teaching health um, education. And 
this I think is really where everything kind of changed, you know, everything started coming together. And one of those things was that I was blessed to teach in a school where there were a lot of students that were struggling. Um, you know, the structure and the discipline that you mentioned that, you know, was provided for me was not happening in these students' lives. And in addition to that, a lot of them were, had challenges. They were living in poverty. They were English language learners. Um, they maybe were coming from broken um, homes. And so, you know, that was really my first window into that, into the view that, you know, not all students have that ability that I had. And it really started to make me ask myself, how can I teach them that? You know, how can I teach them to, 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 to morph and to just take what they can and, and to, you know, find their own motivation or create their own structure if that's what they need? And how can I teach them to do that so that they're successful, not only in, in my class, but in, in all the classes, right? And in, in their math class, in their history class. And what I learned through asking myself this question is that teaching skills, you know, teaching something that I had learned from my own story was going to be far more impactful and valuable than teaching them out of my health textbook. And I think that's when, you know, the, the light bulb really went on in terms of one, the importance of teaching your audience, you know, in that case, it was my students. Now it's obviously my clients teaching others how to um, use their own ability to be successful. And when it comes to what I do now, which is course creation, making sure that when we teach, we are giving as many tools and support pieces as possible so that anybody who comes into, you know, touch with our lessons and our education can actually learn. And, you know, it, it's, it's interesting being in a, you know, in the public school system, and I'm sure that's all for like an, another podcast around our educational system. But I, I really learned that, like you said, you know, a lot of my students, they didn't care about math because they had other things that they were worrying about aside from algebra. And, you know, the, the bigger service as an educator, as a mentor, you know, in, in many ways I see as, as a healer is, is to help them, um, is to help them really develop what they need to develop to be successful in their own life later on. It wasn't about adding two plus two. I even tell my students now, you know, I teach college now and I tell them there are things that you can Google when you actually want to know it. But there are bigger lessons that we can teach that you can learn to be had outside of the facts that I think traditional education has always taught us. 100%, 100%. You can absolutely go to the Google God and look in that encyclopedia on the Webernet of things mm -hmm. and find the answer. Mm -hmm. But is that the truth? Is that your truth? Is that your answer that you need? Mm -hmm. And 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 thinking of, you know, as I went back to school and, and, and took myself back to college as an adult and went 
you know, of all things, into the police academy after a troubled youth and being a young single mom, uh, you know, and and just not wanting anything to do with the education system. But the what the the great thing was was the life lessons that I learned in that was the strength, the boundaries, and self-leadership. It's within that leadership and, and being a manager or a teacher or sharing with others the lessons and, and sharing with my crew, you know, even how to, how to write an, an essay or in, in that format, how to structure a report, you know. And these are things that many people in their life couldn't format and thinking, you know, why is this? But but also understanding that that you know they can be the best them and sharing with my clients now is sharing that structure and saying you know you can be that self leader you can have that self awareness you can have the awareness of your environment what is your environment what is your mindset what's the environment up here in the brain housing unit what's that environment here and what's the environment outside in your house in your home with your family what is that environment what are your boundaries and your and your boundaries start to come into habits mm -hmm. and the creation and the development of your goals if you don't have certain structures you 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 can't do that and it's hard but taking action and even if taking action is going out for a walk in in the sunrise mm -hmm. and and getting out there every day now you're forming simply forming a habit and you're watching that sun birth and the creation and and the blessing of breathing and meditating as you're walking and you're and you're feeling and and you know being in that moment of that sunrise and that walk and the sunshine and all the wonderful health benefits that it has but you're taking action in that mm -hmm. and you're absolutely finding the brilliance in life and when you can have that one finite moment to just say okay i'm ready I'm ready to make those change. I'm ready to, to to create my life and I'm ready to take the next leap in my life path. And and you come into that and that circles back into your teaching, but also your your ability to generate infinite streams of income and you share that. And 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 so much of that is important for healers. It's important even for students. And I think even in, in school and in high school, understanding that you can generate your own wealth you can have a healthy life and and having a good relationship to money and understanding that if i write a check on tuesday and post date it for friday at the grocery store which my mom used to do that's not a healthy income mindset right that's not financially a, a, a good state of mind but that's what we we uh um grew up in but now how to have that balance and and how do you teach your clients uh to to work into that and understand that if i want to manifest as a healer i have to be able to accept and allow income and money and structure into my life and strategy so i can have fun so i can share with my clients so i can have the time to do that you know one of the things that i see a lot especially in you know in healers and, and things like that is that but in teachers also, I mean, everybody knows that teachers don't go into teaching to be millionaires, right? It's just one of those, one of the, you know, we teach to serve. And this is something that I have had to work through, which is another lesson that I love to pass on to the people that I work with is, 
you know, I think a lot of um, teachers and mentors and healers, they do it because they're passionate and because they love it. And there's something I feel like that sometimes is subtle on the way that makes us believe that we, it's okay to not make a, a lot of money because we are in this industry of serving and, and healing. And um, one of the biggest shifts that I like to teach about is the fact that that's, that's not true. And that, you know, it doesn't have to be a one or the other. I can still be an amazing teacher and make a lot of money. You know, people can still serve by healing and have an, an abundant, you know, a, abundance in their bank account. And my own mentor um, taught me this, and this is something I love to share, is recognizing that the money in your bank account is a direct correlation of how many people you're actually serving. And I think that we often get it backwards and we think like, oh, you know, did I, I don't know, um, did I, am I cheating really being a teacher because now I'm making a lot of money and it, it doesn't have to be that way. And I, I really love being able to say like, if you look at your bank account, that's how many people you're actually touching. You know, that's how many people that have found so much value in what you can provide that there was an exchange. And that number in your bank account is evidence of value. It's evidence of the people that you have impacted. And it's evidence of, you know, the, the, what you're able to generate um, through, that, through that service. And so I think that's a really key piece and a key way to kind of shift things in recognizing that infinite revenue is not negative. You know, infinite <laughs> revenue does not mean that we're not adding value to the world or that we're not serving. It really is a reflection of how much we're impacting others. A hundred percent. And you, you can't serve others or donate or invent, you may be a water filter for the third world country if you don't have that money. And you're always looking, if you want to look for, for sponsors, um, uh, a friend of mine uh, who does the Shiro Foundation, it, it shares with me that, hey, you know, if I want to find sponsors or sponsor something, I have to have that money. I have to have that money to sponsor these girls who are being trafficked. Where does that money come from? It has to come from somewhere and somebody. And, and so why not let it be you? You know, that's the beauty of starting to recognize that and sharing that, hey, you know what? Woke doesn't mean broke. We can have, we talk about abundance, but you'll never have truly abundance. You know, you'll never be able to travel. You'll never be able to teach in, in around the world or in other places or drive to see your family. You can't take time off if, if you don't have the money to fulfill that. And why live impoverished? How do we, the question uh, to me recently was, how do you change that 99%? We talk about these one percenters, but you know, not, but you, to change that 99% to be rich and to be abundant, you have to be that, that one that starts that and to start that domino chain mm -hmm. and to let that, that kind of set off and for everybody to have that if they so choose to have that, you know, you, you can, you can give and receive and it's the reciprocation and allowing yourself to receive those beautiful gifts of that. It's, it's such a great thing to, to, to hear people share that. 
And and for you, I mean, even in the school system to see that brilliance and to teach others and give that gift back, to constantly give that gift back. We remember where we've come from, but that doesn't define us at every moment. It is part of us and it's part of the pieces and the fragments of us. And we can have this conversation every day, all day. And, and I love this. And thank you for sharing this with us, Kelly. I'm going to bring Beverly back in because I know she's got a few questions for us before we wrap up the show. Oh, Kelly, it's so awesome listening to your story and how you did. And the thing that touched me the most was how you said, I had to learn how I learned, right? You know, to be able to have that <clears throat> top of the line score, as you put it, right? So when we hear that and to be able to share that, not only with children, but with adults, you know, in every aspect of life, as a teacher, you need to be able to speak to all of those because not everyone learns in that same manner. So what's the verbiage that you use? What is that kinesthetic that you, you know, some learn by hearing, some learn by seeing, which is reading, some learn by the hands on the doing. And each one of those, we all learn by them. You know, some is just more prevalent than others. But to understand that there are all these different ways and levels of learning, oh my gosh, that just opens up another world. And, and it almost kind of brings, you know, a, a relief saying, so I really not stupid. Oh my gosh, because we always talk to ourselves like that, right? It's like, yeah. how could I be so dumb? How come I didn't see this? It's because it wasn't presented in the manner, like you said, how you learn. And so that to me, listening to this show here today was the biggest takeaway ever from what you just shared here. And this is what we want to do on 360 Wisdom Speaks is to share these words of wisdom for people to take and, and, and add that to their quiver and into their life. So what I'd like you to do now is to share three things that they can take and incorporate into every aspect of their life as they move forward after listening to this conversation today. I love that. And, you know, my mission is always to empower others. Education is, is a big passion of mine. And I truly believe that if we all, every person took part in educating in some way, the, the access we would have to information and, and quality information and, and the barriers that we could, you know, knock down that people see right now around education, it, it's just such a big ripple effect when people want to step into educating others. And so, you know, the, th the three things that I, I would have people embrace moving forward is to first own their brilliance. I said, I said earlier in the very beginning of the show that everybody has a brilliance. And I've really recognized that sometimes when we think about whether or not we can teach, we equate it with, well, am I certified or do I have a special training? But really, as far as I'm concerned, if you've lived life, you have a lesson to teach others. And so everybody needs to step in and just own the brilliance that they have. And I would start by asking, you know, what is it that I have learned that I could share with others that would really change someone's trajectory? The second thing is, you know, is telling your story. 
And one of the things that I was constantly reminded, you know, as a teacher, and I eventually worked my way up in our school district to oversee all of the things that were being taught. Um, when I would hear from students in the classroom, their favorite teachers, the things that they remembered the most came from the teachers that told their story you know, that didn't follow the textbook, or maybe they did, but there was always a personal story or something that they were sharing. And, you know, there was such evidence that when people tell the story, it's not only healing for themselves, but it's also a learning piece for someone else. So tell your story, get out there, share your life experiences, share the lessons that you learned, share how they've changed your viewpoint, because that is extremely impactful on others, whether or not you know it. And the third thing is speak your wisdom. You know, get out there and really share your wisdom on a larger platform um, than potentially what people may be doing now, whether it's sharing it on a podcast like this, maybe it's doing live videos, uh, maybe it's creating an online course or writing a book, but all of the life lessons, all of the rich experiences that we have that other people can learn from, you know, they're going to, they really fall to the wayside unless you make a commitment to speak it and to speak it loudly. And so that's the third thing that I would say. It doesn't have to look perfect. It doesn't have to um, be the perfectly formulated platform, but I think speaking your wisdom is, is just so powerful. And, and that's really how together we can collectively you know, change, change our society and change the, the education and the information that people have access to. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. Those are three powerful, powerful tips. So rewind, go back, listen to this and write these down and begin incorporating that into your life because you matter. And it is about speaking that wisdom. And this is why the show Wisdom Speaks, right? And wow, Kelly, you have filled that. You definitely came full circle, 360 degrees, speaking your wisdom to share with the audience and did a very fantastic job, okay? So let us know what you liked about Kelly's you know, conversation here today, comment below. And if you want to find her, all of her information is going to be attached to the video, attached to the audio. Reach out to her if you're seeking some assistance on what she has to offer. Kelly, thank you again so much for being here and sharing these words of wisdom. Nicole, thank you again so much for being here and being the co-host of 360 Wisdom Speaks. And so for now, we're going to say, go out there and make it that best day that you can be, right? And Make a difference in humanity. Bye. Ciao. Bye. Thank you. I am spicy and sassy. I am sassy and sexy. My energy is magical and uplifting. Live, love, be sassy. Sassy AF affirmation cards. Scan and shop. Intercode 360 Wisdom for a discount at checkout. Follow Sassy Healthy Fit. Sassy You. Motivate, manifest, magnificent. Words are power. I am full of love and positivity. I am ready to shine because I am full of light. 
I create the energy I want to receive. I am a positive force in this world. I have the power to choose what I want. I am vibrant and full of light. I illuminate all my amazingness. Affirmations 101. Scan and shop. Use the coupon code 360wisdom for a discount at checkout. And follow Hallie.